gentlemen dear gamers hello i'm a new guy to the show my name is sean uh that's an inside joke for folks who do know the show if you don't know the show welcome this is weekly games chat as a matter of fact it is episode 400 jesus lord 411 uh which is which is crazy i know i've recently missed a few but it's good to be back if you wanted to of course uh you could have joined us or you can join us every week on twitch.tv all you gotta do is search for weekly games chat so this week uh we, we, we threw a little curveball so if you caught us this week cool cool um and of course the 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 mainstay that has been here since day one let's go ahead and say hello to him um and that would be chris i I still love that hat chris is wearing there's things i don't tell him until we get on the show so it probably makes him feel weird but it is what it is you look different this week john um i'm also i thought i did the intro now um but it's a thing that's nice to see you're expanding john (laughs) Uh, speaking, I, I do. Uh, uh, first off, John, John probably listens. Uh, yeah. Maybe <laughs> when he's not here, I don't know what he does, but he is having a great time. Uh, he texted me. He texted me on. We were coming back from Disney. And he texted me that he was going down the day I was coming back. And he was all like, I wonder if we'll pass each other on the highway. I don't know if we did or not, but I warned him. I texted John and I said, um, be ready to dress appropriately and stay hydrated. Uh, because listen, if you live in Florida, you understand that it's hot and humid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Southerners usually call that muggy. We happened to be there during like literally a heat wave with <laughs> record breaking temperatures. Oh, no. It was so hot, but I, I don't want to get into that too much because I do want to update you. I, that was more for John, and I don't think he's ridden a ride called Rise of the Resistance mm-hmm. uh, until this trip. So we're going to save. I'm going to just say I got a picture from John where it looked like he had an O face because he couldn't believe what happened in that ride. So, John, if you're listening, I hope you're having fun. It's crazy that we did the you know like wrestling tag team move where one's hanging over the rope to tag in and the other <laughs> one leaves. That's what we did this week. Um, but yeah, uh, Chris, hello again. It's good to be back. Uh, I have already forgotten. Message me real quick what the lead-in is while I tighten that up. But uh, it has been so long. I did want to say hello to everyone. Uh, you know, out of respect for me, I know Chris and John didn't really say much. So I am going to, I don't know whether to, to say this before Chris or or because I think Chris's is more lighthearted than mine. Very. Uh, where'd you send it? I just texted it to you. Oh, you did? T- oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, this is the intro part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, if you listen, you know what that is. This is kind of where we kind of catch up and react. And, it, yeah, Hag himself in chat, by the way. I'm going to scroll a little bit because I'm so excited. Rise of the Resistance is cuss word dope. It is cuss word dope. I will say that uh, while that's more like an experience, um, I'll talk about that in a minute. There's something that I think is my favorite ride at Disney, but uh, I don't, I, I don't want to get too much into that. I've already said that now twice, but Chris is going to talk about something um, that's a double feature. And that could be a tease for, uh, I don't know. Think about what a double feature usually is. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going <laughs> to fall out if I found out he watched Barbie though. I'm just saying. <laughs> I completed the Barbenheimer this weekend. Did you? 
I did complete Barbie. Did you? Oh my god, that's what's up. <laughs> yes. So, so I what did you watch first, and tell us about it? Uh, first, not really shocking. I watched, of course, Oppenheimer. Um, saw that the night it came out. Uh, on IMAX had to be done. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've only missed one Nolan movie in the last of uh, going back probably to Memento uh, in theaters, which was Tenet, just because of everything that was going on with COVID and how long it took. That was the only one I missed, but everything else I've, I, I usually go see his movies day one. Uh, cause you know, big fan, not gonna never hit that fact, but, uh, yeah, uh, I will say this. I really enjoyed it. I think it's the movie of the year so far to beat. I really hope Christopher Nolan finally gets a freaking Oscar. I hope that Cillian Murphy gets an Oscar. And I also really hope Robert Downey Jr. gets an Oscar because everyone in this cast is like, there are people you do not know that are in this movie, Sean, like big names. They have a scene. That's it. And, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, well, I noticed big. you didn't bring up Matt Damon and he is prominent in the, oh, it yeah. was in the trailer. Matt Damon's great. I won't be surprised if he gets nominated. Uh, and Florence Pugh and you know Emily Blunt. Like there, there are a ton of them uh, in there. I mean, freaking Josh Hartnett is in this movie, <laughs> and actually <Yeah>. pretty good. <laughs> Never thought I would see uh, see that or say that. Uh, but yeah, it is the other thing though. I would say if the thing you loved about Nolan was things like. Inception, Dark Knight, Aaron Stellar, because you love those the way he does spectacle and all that kind of stuff. I should warn you now, this is not that kind of movie. This is not even Dunkirk, right? Like where, you know, Dunkirk, of course, is true story, but with fictional characters, but there's a good bit of action because it's a war movie. Um this is a straight up biopic. This is Three hours where I would say 90% of the time is just people talking in rooms, you know, and going through. It's shot and edited in a very Christopher Nolan way. And yes, there is an atomic explosion, and it's really, really cool to look at and to see how they did it practically. But, you know, if you don't like movies like, I don't know, Frost Nixon or... <laughs> you know, uh, say Ray or, <laughs> you know, uh, the, uh, movie on JFK or anything like that, you're probably better off waiting at least until you can watch this at home. Um, but you know, if you do like those things, I think you'll find this is probably one of the best autobiography movies I've seen. Yeah. So I, uh, I got a coworker who, admitted they went to go see that movie with their dad and they admitted that going in, they were a little tired. So they were worried about the attention span that they would be able to keep on the movie. Sure. Uh, this person is known to quote unquote squirrel, uh, quite frequently. And plus he was tired, said he couldn't, he couldn't not fall asleep. I mean, not, not, how do I say it? He was glued to it on yeah. every word. It was so good. Yeah. It's so, like I say, everyone delivers up. it. And especially, especially like when there's the tension that is going on mainly between Robert Downey and, and, and Killian Murphy. Uh, 
I mean, like I said, it, those guys they just all brought their A game. I, I can't, I can't say anything nicer than that. It, it's my favorite movie of the year. It is, it is and, a long movie though, right? Yeah, it's three hours. Yeah, but yeah. good movies that are long, you know, mm. that's fine with me. Uh, yeah, and going back to my friend who watched it said that he didn't even know how long it was. Yeah. Yeah. He knew, but like watching it, he was like, I I, I gotta see what's next. If you see Did it you in mention, <laughs> if huh? you see it in IMAX, I, I highly suggest you try to get there at the end of the 20 minutes of previews <laughs> to to save true. yourself some time. You know? Yo, that's true. But you you said that's a double feature, man. So what is what's the official official term for the Barbie and uh the Oppenheimer? It's a Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer, yes. I did <laughs> go see Barbenheimer. I did also go see Barbie on a Saturday morning at 11 a.m. where I sat in the very back of the recliner theater by myself. Nice. <laughs> and um, I have to say that was probably my best surprise of the summer. I think oh. I think John will hate that movie, and I'm sure you can figure <laughs> out why. Hashtag woke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but for me personally, like, oh my God, it was, it was so surprising how much I liked about it. I didn't love everything. The biggest thing I don't like about that movie is surprisingly Will Ferrell's part as the Mattel CEO. Like there, there's like this thing with the whole entire boardroom kind of chasing them around that doesn't work. And you're just like, right. oh yeah, them. But besides that, the dynamic of Margot Robbie is Barbie and the journey they take her on, like there's a yeah. legit journey for her versus the journey that they take with Ken, which is where probably some people might get pissed off if you have hard-leaning ideology. Uh, <laughs> but like <laughs> it, it just works so well. And again, another person who should be probably nominated for an Oscar because of this movie is Ryan Gosling as Ken. Yo. And... I am, RG, what's up? I am starting today. There is a musical number he does in this that is so good called I'm Just Ken. If there's anything that happens this year for the Oscars, please, but, for the love of God, nominate that song so I can watch Ryan Gosling perform it live because it it's so freaking hilarious and it's so well done that and choreographed. And, uh, peaches, peaches, peaches. Mm-hmm. Have <laughs> we need yeah we need Jack Black and Ryan Gosling uh, performing <laughs> oh, at this year's great. Oscars. That would be great. That would be great for everyone. But yeah, like it it is surprisingly very very good. <laughs> um, not every joke lands, but a lot of them do. And also, word uh, the set design. Like there is some like the whole entire Barbie Land stuff and the way they do it because it's like when you see them going at the beginning of the movie, like going throughout their day. Think of it like, for instance, like Barbie doesn't walk downstairs because when Bar when you play with the Barbie, Barbie doesn't walk downstairs. You just take Barbie from up here and put Barbie down here. So what happens? Barbie just floats down. And if Barbie's drinking tea, oh. there is no actual tea. So she's just doing that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I'm glad that 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 landed good. Tinley wants to see it really, really bad. Uh, yeah. So I got a question for you. Did you wear pink? To the movie i did have some pink on because i had my pink nice. t-shirt on so oh okay yeah did you see the question in chat backing up to the other movie um hmm. what is the significance of the black and white scenes and the regular color scenes in oppenheimer oh okay so uh the main two characters of course are one is robert j oppenheimer 
And whenever you're seeing things from his perspective in his life, it's in color. The other major character in here is kind of the guy who was considered to be his main adversary, uh, which was Louis Strauss, who was head of the Atomic Commission and later uh, was running or is trying to be verified for uh, or confirmed by the Senate to be the, uh, what you call it, uh, the Secretary of Commerce for the Eisenhower administration. So whenever you're getting his point of view on things, right, and how he views it, uh, they are in black and white, all those scenes. That's a good explanation, yo. Yeah. Uh, T Tinley wants to go see Barbie. She does not want to see Oppenheimer. I do. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to ask you to go watch that again because that would be six hours of your life. Actually, I probably would go watch it again. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was very sad, Tinley. There, so this now is going to transition to Sean's life update part of the intro. Yeah. Uh, with Tinley. She got braces today. So mm, she can't have big. popcorn anymore and she wants to go see Barbie. She came in and cried a little bit. So we got we to figure that out. But um, I did want to uh, just update everybody uh because you know i kind of feel like that's what we do you kind of know us and there was I, i'm one of the hosts of the show with everybody and i've been gone part of that was due to the nation's holiday um which was july 4th but i i had some hard blows over the over the past what are you can call it month yeah. uh first um unexpectedly i lost uh, my uncle bob um just really out of nowhere, he had been battling sepsis and just one night I got a call that it just, it was over. And that was very shocking. That was, I did miss a week. Um, I think I listened to that episode where you guys said I was dealing with some stuff, but not like the second time. Uh, mm -hmm. and then the second time very, again, within about two to three weeks, probably two weeks after my uncle Bob died, uh, we lost my grandma, which I referred to as Nana because Nana was from Germany and that's what we called her, you know, uh, mm. or I called her, I was the first grandbaby. So again, very unexpectedly, just, just two, just gut punches to the family. Mm -hmm. uh, but what family does, like in the words of Vin Diesel family, <laughs> yo, um, it, it was kind of weird because we had lost my uncle Charles a while back, miss my uncle Charles y'all. <laughs> and, uh, so like, it's just, it's like I had three uncles and they were all like, big brothers to me growing up. I don't know how to explain it. So we got one left and my mom and me, it's like, we're standing there. It's like, where, where's everybody to be sad with? There's like, it was sad because there was nobody to be sad with. It was crazy. Uh, but that's why I've been gone. Uh, and then we did already have planned. It was planned for me to miss last week. Anyway, the boys knew about it. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we had, uh, maybe they forgot. I don't think they did. I didn't. But it was it was it was Disney week. We had planned that at the beginning of the year. And it was uh it turns out that that ended up being very therapeutic in a way uh because we buried uh my grandmother on Friday and then we left for Disney on Sunday. So um I it does heg and and there's been a couple of y'all that hit me up already. You didn't know what it was for. Uh you just knew it was for something not cool for me to miss a show. Uh so I, I know you guys, uh, y'all are there for us. And if we go through something, y'all, y'all generally kind of care. It's kind of cool. I'll never forget the, uh, I know John, you know, still owes me like half of the money, but you guys sent money in for me when I was hurt 
uh, and I, I, there's a chair I sit in and there's stuff that we got that helped me get better. So it, uh, it's very cool to know we got a group of people that are, we call fans, but a lot of you are more like friends, uh, that we get to know you and it's just very cool. So thank you for all your T's and P's. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of what's been going on. Um, I've been, I, I, I'm officially out of PTO. I, I don't do like John where I spread it out over the course of a year. I take mine all in one little, one little lump sum. And then now I got to work for the rest of the year. So Mm. once again, I just wanted to to update you guys. Thank you so much. I didn't mean to bring everybody down. So Chris, play something happy, do something. I don't know. What do we do? (laughs) He just pushed a button. He's like, I don't know what to do. I'm I'm pushing the button. Uh, That's all I have from last week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Uh, hopefully though, you guys have a, hopefully you've been good. I, I had, I did listen to, I forget what show it was, but I haven't listened in a while. Um, uh, it was just, it was just, I was zoned out. It, it bees like that, but we have still been playing games. Uh, there we go. Heck said, Chris, how about them O's? That's a happy topic. I'm trying not to think about that topic because <laughs> I don't know how we're in first in the AL, not just the AL East, the AL. Yeah. Um, uh, and I keep telling myself there's there's two months left. There's still time yeah. for us to mess this up. So well, the Red Sox are officially over 500 now. I know. Just so you know, because unlike our uh, unlike our friend Josh's division, we have actually pretty good teams. You know that. And I think we won last night. I think we were up. We hit a guy. I, I'm so out of touch with people in baseball. The the pitcher for the Red Sox, he throws kind of underhanded and sidearm. He's a lefty. He hits a guy. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I think, an all-star. And I was like, who is that? <laughs> who is that again? Who are you? I'm so out of touch with baseball. But yeah. Um, with just Chris and I today, too. Um, you know, I said this was the intro. Do we want to do do we wanna do the thing we talked about here? Or do you want to go into like a mini version of that? Or how do you want to do it? Um, I don't care. Uh, we could pause, or and then we could. Come it doesn't back. matter. We can just keep going, and it be what it be. That's true. So we, there's there's a there's no, does JT know me? <laughs> Is this an inside <laughs> joke? Does JT know me? Um, first off, oh. cuss word Elden Ring. Okay. <laughs> uh, second off cuss word giants in mountains in that game <laughs> uh, if he's talking about the red giant or red uh, bearded but, hey, fire that, giant Oof. speaking of timing jt just gave us a good segue uh so there's not really a gaming topic this week you know sometimes we do that but we are still playing stuff uh if you've been on discord you've seen chris play this game so we're just going to kind of update you with what we're playing right now excuse me for some reason i feel like i have to burp uh and we'll go from there. And I, I'm, if you're watching on Twitch, I don't know why my door keeps opening. I'm sorry. But Chris, tell everybody about the game you've been playing. Oh, uh, let's see. I've got a couple of things I've been playing. Um, but really the one I've been playing the, I guess the most, the last couple of weeks uh, has been a game that's been blowing up on the indie side of things called Dave the Diver. Uh, and friend of the show, Jeff, has really been playing that game. He's got much more time in it than I do. Uh, but basically, you are this overweight guy named Dave who's a scuba diver. 
and your friend says, hey, come out to this blue hole place and uh, catch fish for me so I can run my sushi restaurant. So every morning you go out on your boat and you dive into, uh, into the blue hole, which of course changes a little bit every single time, kind of randomly generates. And you just start diving and, and collecting fish. And as you start to do this, everything kind of like things just slowly start to happen and reveal themselves. Like all of a sudden you'll run into a dolphin and the dolphin will need help. And you'll go out there and you'll do stuff with him. Or you'll start to meet other characters and they'll tell you about people like the sea people. And you'll start to explore, is that a real thing? And try to help see if, you know, you can help them out. Uh, you meet a guy who makes guns and uh, he wants you to test them out and, and get resources so he can build them. Uh, and the best thing about this game is that whenever you, like, do something significant, there this is, like, all 16-bit. There are these cutscenes that are just so well done of like them building things for you or doing whatever that are so interesting. The best is so like when you're done with doing the, uh, the diving every night you go and you work in the sushi restaurant and it kind of turns into something like overcooked, right? Like where you, it starts out kind of easy where you just kind of make sure you get the plates to the customers and fill up their, their glasses with tea and clean up plates when they're done. Right. But you also start like, getting material to eventually start enhancing dishes and doing stuff. And whenever you do this, you get a cutscene with the chef and it almost turns into this like samurai type tribute thing of him, like sharpening his knife and like, you what know, slicing the thing and like dropping a thing of soy sauce onto the fish. And then like it drops into a thing of water and makes the perfect, like kind of, uh, you know, splash of peace or whatever, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it consistently throws these things to you. You'll have like these special customers that come through. And if you satisfy them, you'll cut and have like, you know, someone singing like love and like hearts are flying everywhere. And, you know, their eyes have hearts, of course, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I but, looked at the the image of the 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 sushi bar area. First of yeah. all, it's got two speakers with LED lights around them. That's dope. Uh, d what was the game we played where we had to keep up with orders? Was that Cooking Overcooked. Mama? Overcooked. Overcooked. Yeah. Is it kind of like Overcooked? Does it get yes. chaotic like that in there? Oh yeah, it starts out easy. I mean, but like it, it's surprising for an indie game like this that just released. This thing just keeps adding systems. And they all feel well built out. Like, you know, like that sushi restaurant starts with you just, as I said, just serving sushi and pouring drinks and cleaning up dishes. Eventually, you get to the point where you have to start staffing it and, and getting that built up and building up the people you staff, like leveling them up. Um, you can unlock decor for the sushi restaurant that you add to, you eventually can add things like beer on your menu that you then have to also do. You have to like do a thing with wasabi where you grind it so that there's fresh wasabi for the meals. Like it stacks and hey, stacks. That gets deep. Yeah, it stacks. And it's like, it's the same thing with the, uh, with the diving because you start out, you can, at first you can only dive in once in the morning, once in the afternoon, but you have to think about things of like how far 
down you can go uh, is limited at first based on your gear, right? How much you can carry, um, the kind of weapons. So it gets and, it gets like that. You have to like go around and find things, and like you know, sometimes you're more so looking for for food for the menu, right? Because you want to get certain things once you find them because you can make dishes and those dishes will sell way more higher than you know than just like a tuna roll right 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 Um, if you can get some exotic stuff exactly so like you're trying to find all these kinds of things and explore uh and and also like i said you know you have weapons that you have to upgrade because you do have these instances where you run into enemies you also have like you know, you'll be going down all of a sudden there's like a huge hammerhead shark yeah. or something. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, and you have to deal with it or decide how you deal with it. Or like, for instance, like jellyfish, you know, like sometimes you get regular jellyfish, but if you get down far enough, you start. Seeing yeah. If like you, if you, do, if you, so the game that Chris is talking about again, is called Dave, the diver. It's a steam game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just Google images, like I did, you can see the, I guess the way, that the game it does present different differently to you like when you dive it looks a certain way yeah dave looks hilarious yeah he's great because you would not think dave would be a diver uh you mentioned that uh but then that whole vibe of the sushi bar mm-hmm. uh, i'm looking at the picture when you're on the boat that looks so like you said there's, you can tell it's an indie game but there's some charm to it there's even like uh so there's like for there's an encyclopedia of fish and the guy who comes up to talk to you about it is, I think his name is Ash, and he looks like an old, disgruntled version of Ash from the Pokemon TV show. <laughs> I like it. So there's yeah. definitely yeah, some there's, influence from there. There's tons of charm. It's been my, uh, with my ROG ally or whatever, that's been the main thing I've tried out do, on that. Do they know you have that? Yeah, I brought it up to him last week. Um, I could nice. pull it out again. Yeah, I ran into Chris during the off time and uh <laughs> in the off in the I don't remember when. We I guess it was it was maybe a Saturday. I saw him at Best Buy and he bought that case. Mm. And yeah, he's got a ROG ally and I was listening to a Canadian talk show and it was a tech time and they were saying words like a boot and stuff. <laughs> but they highly praised the ROG ally. They said if you down it, it, don't think of it as like uh, something you're gonna stream your mm-hmm. Xbox to. It will work, but the technology, not of the ROG Ally, mm-hmm. the streaming technology is still gonna have some lag and latency when you stream sure. a game to it. But if you da- if you're a PC gamer who wants to take your PC games on the go, yeah, and you download them to that, they said the six ninety nine point, and I think that's the higher version, yeah, so is a steal. Mm-hmm. They said it's amazing. Yeah, it has a great thing. Uh, And the other thing that's nice as far as performance, uh, so you can choose if you want it to be in 1080p or 720p. And, of course, the nice thing for something like 720p, it's going to boost that performance. Uh, You know, it's just easier. Have you you thought about streaming Dave the Diver, or have you, and I've just missed it? I have not streamed Dave the Diver. I've thought about it. but I die a lot and I don't want to, I never <laughs> want to say, because like whenever you die, basically you, you don't die, you get rescued. Uh, but the the key is that you lose everything, but just one item. So I generally just end up closing the game, restarting it. 
also in looking it up, I saw that there was the initial, there was an early access that came out probably what a year ago. Yeah. It came out in early access. I think like last September, September, October, but now it officially released and dude. Um, so I wanted to smash you for playing a game called Dave, the diver. Yeah. But I can't because it's, I like the pictures look cool. And then I, I, I would need to kind of pause because Steam users love it. Yeah. I mean, it's IGN gave it a nine out of 10. It's like Metacritic. It's one of the highest rated games of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's like, like I said, it's that thing, you know, and you know, I love this. Every year, it seems like there's one indie game that just kind of hits and you're, you know, it reminds you not everything, you know, yes, it's really nice when you have developers that have, over a thousand employees and can afford to pay $250 million to develop something right. And make something as pretty as like final fantasy 16 or Diablo four. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this, this is just a reminder that there are a bunch of these like indie teams out there of young people who have an idea and a vision, right. And sure. They're not going to be able to make the game the most state of the art looking, but they can have an artistic vision, have an idea of the systems they want to put in there and the story they want to tell. And then it delivers, you know, um, it's ridiculous. It it's crazy. And and you're right. Once we, we actually, you may have said that same sentence earlier mm-hmm. in the year when we were talking about maybe, maybe the most anticipated episode where you're like, what I love about gaming is there is something that's going to be out there that I have it's not on my radar. It's not making a blip. I don't know about it yet, but when I play it, it may end up on my goatee year. Sure. On my goatee list. I mean, and I won't be surprised. Like this feels like on the level of like when Celeste came out or, yeah. you know, uh, Hades or, you know, all those kind of things. It, it's just as good as those kind of games. Um, so I, I joke with you. <laughs> oh, does our friend Mike, uh, does he know that you've been playing this game? He does know, yeah, because trust know. me, every moment I'm not playing a certain thing, right, right, that you're you, probably going to talk about, uh, well, is not not in the, yeah, I know, you what know you mean. yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's so that's so, I it's been, sometimes we have new listeners who don't understand dynamics of relationships with people we talk about, mm-hmm. uh, so this is just a reminder to anyone who already listens and anyone new we have a real life friend named Mike and that's how we'll refer to Mike. And there's a lot of inside jokes as it relates to Mike. Mike, uh, loves anything to do with final fantasy. He does. And him and Chris, except when it seven. comes to final fantasy. It's so fun to be on the other side of the wall. What I mean is like away from the podcast and have a real live, just kind of sit there it's- and, and it's one of those <laughs> things because you know I am this. I feel like no matter what it is, I try to be the same, right? Like I have no problem going. This is what I like. This right. is what I don't like, and I'll say yeah. them and put it out there. With Mike, he doesn't always want to hear <laughs> the things you don't like, and he will let he, you know. Oh, and but. On one, we how can I say this? Uh, I love that quality about him most sure. days. Yeah, and yeah. and all of us, if we hang out with each other too much, it's just like a room full of siblings, right? You have brothers yeah. or sisters. Eventually, you're gonna fight. Yes, I just hope that the day that we fight isn't the day that I'm annoyed 
mm. the most because then it can turn into like bad, why did bad. we say that why did we do that right i don't know uh <laughs> dude that's that's pretty good uh that's not the game that i saw you playing you talking about the one you saw me playing a little bit this morning no i've seen it's like a pa134 or something I, I don't know what i saw i saw numbers pa one i saw letters and numbers i did not see dave the diver don't stick uh, on pa that could be my brain remembering what you were playing i don't know i am trying to think what i last streamed it's probably diablo 4 was the last thing i probably streamed um no you were just i could see oh. you playing it in discord Okay, you're talking about, yeah, while well, I was playing, uh, you saw me playing my PS3 emulator. Oh. Yeah, because... That's what it was. That was yeah. a weird thing. So nice. there is, someone has made a mod called College Football Revamped. Oh, that's that what takes, you were... Okay. When you were saying you're probably playing some POS game to me, I okay. put the stream up and I guess you didn't click on it. Uh-uh. Yeah, someone took call ncaa 14 and modded in like the i think they gave it a little bit of a graphical update as far as the uniforms and and everything like that but more importantly they put all the current rosters and everything on there so you know you got bryce young and jojo earl and and all of our wonderful crimson tide and yes jermaine burton still drops 95% of wide open <laughs> catches. Tighten up, Jermaine. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, but yeah, yes, I, I've been playing that and I have to say, Sean, one is it legit? I, I've tried before. They people have done college football mods of um of, of like Madden games the last couple of years. And as soon as I picked this up, I remembered how much more I loved classic NCAA football than what Madden has been since you know that died and that's all we've had yeah man it, i miss college football so much like there are not, little, not the, the the game yeah like there are little things as far as like where i see its age like where it feels like people are wide open and all of a sudden a defender just finds a way to pop right in front of them like <laughs> that's you when know. you said the other thing you said yeah i was like, like you said that? something to the effect of i guess we all just play perfect defense now yes yeah i was like <laughs> okay cool you know, I thought maybe if I threw to JoJo Earl, he would smoke him. But no, apparently not. The safety's got 99 speed. <laughs> so there's something I need to admit. One, I already love the name JoJo Earl. JoJo, if you happen to listen to this show, uh, I love you to death. Keep doing you. Mm -hmm. uh, but secondly, I, is up there with, with your name that I like by itself, I think I'm falling in love with Chris saying JoJo Earl, and I don't know why. It is <laughs> the greatest Earl. thing I've heard Chris say out loud. Holy yeah. cuss word. But um, but no, yeah. I mean, just going back and and playing that, I was like, oh no, this is dangerous because I'm like, I, if there was one sports game outside of NBA 2K that I've ever dedicated my life to for way too many hours, it's NCAA football games. And yeah, now being able to come in here and have all the updated rosters, like what's also really nice, they revamped and like they have a custom intro video and everything, and that's a tribute to Mike Leach. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's got highlights, you know, it's got a highlight of Stetson Bennon, Caleb Williams. So I could be completely just naive to this. Sure. Is, is, is it like, is it okay to play emulations? Emulators? If is you, it, okay. So you, know you are saying? supposed to have the disc. If you don't have the disc, 
there may be ways that you could get it. I will say this. I bought NCAA 14 way back, both digitally and physically uh, for my Xbox 360. So that's a, that is a rule I try to have to myself, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Mm. uh, I wonder, so we have a friend, I don't know if you know him as good as I do, but I may have to pass that information on to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's what you've been playing. You've been playing your emulator, uh, PS NCAA game, and you've been playing Dave, the diver. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to tell you off mic who I think Dave the Diver reminds me of. Oh, and you can tell of... me if you agree. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I was going to text John to see what he's playing, but like I said earlier, he's he's down in Disney having the time of his life. Let's just say he's playing Dishonored too. He's probably playing Dishonored or he's replaying Assassin's Creed to get ready for the new one. Who knows what he's doing? Yeah. Uh, I will say that today's outfit for John, he's rocking a book bag. He's got his LA Dodgers hat on. He's not wearing glasses. Okay. Which first of all, weird. Um, and cause I just texted him. I said, hope you're having a good, good day. And he sent me a selfie with the most happiest smile in the world. No glasses, Dodger hat, blue Dodger hat, book bag, and a Zelda shirt. <laughs> the one that him and I have the same of with the old school Zelda font across it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what he's rocking today. Nice. I felt weird. I rocked a Mario Kart shirt in Disney World. I felt weird. You feel weird down there when you don't have Disney stuff on. Hmm. Uh, but before, uh, so this is kind of like just saying what we've been playing or whatever. We're still in the intro technically. Yeah, before I left, topic of time. Uh, I was playing, I played Diablo a lot. And then I, I pivoted to uh, playing Final Fantasy 16. And then life Did happens. You- but I've still been playing the the absolute cuss word out of uh final fantasy 16 every minute i get and it's did, it's been pretty good did you huh? going back to diablo quick i can't remember did you finish that campaign did you get that? i'm on the i'm on act five. Oh, yeah well i haven't I, and i need and that's probably, what i'm gonna bring up you, you i should, need to play that because the story probably, in diablo is amazing check check the news you might want to wait till uh the the new patch comes out <laughs> oh true i haven't I'm glad I, I normally spoil you missed new all, stuff. Yeah, you missed all the drama from Diablo. Oh, oh, I heard what well, I, I my memories of us hanging out are very mm. convoluted right now because there was a long time I just I was I was out of it, right? Yeah. And you guys were hanging out, but I remember stuff we talked about before, but I remembered off I'm remembering it it could have been from last night comments that you made. Mm-hmm. Or at some point where I heard it where there was some some sort of debacle going on with a patch. Yeah, there's and now this new story would be okay. It that makes sense. You'll see. But no, I've been playing Final Fantasy 16, and I think I, I saw where we released the episode where you guys covered it. So yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to say the same stuff you said, but no, I mean, give, I can just sit you in. Listen, I basically I gave it an eight point five. I said like for the most, I haven't finished it. I actually last mm-hmm. night when I popped on, I saw something in there. I was like, oh, you must be ahead of me now. Because uh, <laughs> so you didn't also, recognize what I was doing. I was, no, I saw you had a certain abilities, and I was like, I haven't gotten her abilities yet. <laughs> so, bro, uh, if, yeah. if you're talking about who I think of, I'm I'm too ahead of you now. There's two abilities I got. Yeah, because nope. the last, let's put it this way, the last, I, I would say I'm on my way right now to probably fight, um, the one who's named after a Norse god. Yeah. That's who I believe I'm on my way to fight right now. Uh, yeah. Is the last time, but you know, that I was just a good one. I kind of told Mike like 
I I like the game. I love the the heights of it. Yeah. My problem has just been with like those various very very big moments, right? Like like mm-hmm. you know that or Titan or you know not going yeah not trying to say too much here. Love those moments. Like those are oh my freaking god moments. And then afterwards, it's been such a going off a cliff to go down here to do like, hey, this person needs you to help them get these things. And I'm just like, I don't want to do this. I just want to go to the next amazing fight. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's okay, the only so thing that's pulled me out of it. But I'm going to finish makes, it. Yeah. So, well, so in the game, there are, I'm having a blast. I love, like Chris said, that main storyline. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that a Final Fantasy game can do, if if it hooks you into that main story, for the online version, they called it the MSQ, I think, which stands for Main Story Quest. Whatever. They do it amazing. Mm-hmm. And to Chris's point, this game, that Main Story Quest, kind of when you see what's going on, holy Lord. And I know, again, I, I don't want to say a lot of things that Chris has already said, but we're talking no. about what we're oh. currently playing. I'm very close to beating the game, I think, with the intention to at least attempt platinuming the game. Oh, uh, well, don't I, you have to do I a second? You have to do a second playthrough to do that. You do. Uh, mm-hmm. I did learn that in doing the second playthrough, mm-hmm. you have the ability to to skip certain cutscenes that you don't the first time, and you come back. I'm pretty sure pretty loaded. Uh, as we talk, Heg says, "Hey, peeps, I have to run. Stay cool, stay safe, and game on." I'm gonna say uh, all those things back to you and the and the call back. Uh, he's still in Argentina, so I don't know what time it is in Argentina or. What's like going same on? But be, time be as safe here. as well, huh? That's probably like the same time here, or maybe like an hour is behind it? us. Yeah, it, it may be. Well, what's got me is I'm watching mm-hmm. the Women's World Cup, and they're like literally 16 hours ahead of us. Is it in Qatar again? No, the Women's World Cup is in New Zealand and Australia. Oh, okay. And apparently they're plus 16. So <laughs> that the world blows my mind. But uh, I'm loving it. Uh, there's not much negative that I would say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be kind of uh, i'm gonna be kind of frank here mm-hmm. it's it's on the short list to be oh enjoy dinner man tell the kiddos we said what's up and game on make sure they have gaming devices when they grow up so he's ahead of us still growing up wow <laughs> yeah he's an hour ahead uh but the yeah, the game is it's on my short list to potentially be Going? if not my game of the year we're gonna have to see about something else i don't know Zelda, um, but right, uh, including Zelda. Wow, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna have to see. Uh, it, this is this is how this is why I love the dynamic of our podcast. Sure, and I think that it fits the dynamic of friendships with people too. Uh, I I agree with Chris. The early so with the main quest, you know what those icons look like, and they they get the game onboards you fantastic. Sure. Like the, I, we we cannot negatively say anything about that, um, but then they do give you the option to do other things, and he's right. Those high moments, you're like you come back, and you're like I just, and then somebody's like, hey, I need some red flowers to make sure I can make you a stew, <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? What I did, what I did learn, and it, and early on, I remember telling Chris, I was like, I don't, I don't know how this game's gonna be. Chris told me early on, he said, buddy, keep going. I got to a point. It opens up, but what yeah. it did for me that it didn't do for him per se, and it may not do for you if you play it. Those those secondary quests that come up that talk about the flower petals or mm-hmm. whatever, 
to me, they end up having a payoff. And it, it was because I was like, oh, and I had to drag through the early ones that seemed stupid. But eventually, like there's a there's a side quest with a with one of your one of your characters. I won't say what it is, but he ends up having four different side quests all tied to the first one. And it kind of builds on it. So it did add like a sub layer of that main story that ties into the main story. Yeah. And they do that quite a bit. Uh, I found myself kind of enjoying them ish. Uh, so again, I don't really have what I, what I would consider a knock on the game. I really like it. And, mm-hmm. and again, right now, as it sits, <clears throat> I know for the show, you gave it a Richard. I don't want to give it a Richard yet, but let's just say it's, it's up there at game of the year. So, you know, high nines or a possible 10 yeah. is where we'll, we'll I think but I, it, I, I am. And you can vouch for this. Aside from 14, I've not really been a Final Fantasy guy that you know of. True. Like, you've played the early ones, the 8-bit ones. you played 15, the bro game. Like, you know? Yeah. Uh, you've you've been in that realm. Our good friend Mike yeah, has been I, in that realm. Our friend Josh, friend I mean, of the show Josh, has been in that realm. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine a lot of these things, like, just knowing you and how you could be, I was like, I would be very surprised if you ever beat like the classic mainline ones, just because there's yeah. so much squirrel, you know, in that like where <laughs> you have to go do, and it's a lot, you know. But yeah, this it one, is a lot. This one, it, it, to its credit, it really is. If you want to go down that center line, I think this is the only one I've seen that. If that's what you want to do, you're you're probably fine, right? Yeah. Like where you're not going to get overwhelmingly punished. Whereas if you did that and any of the others it would be like good luck on those final fights buddy um <laughs> you know but man so. i i don't think chris or myself could really do justice there are moments in the game that literally are like cinematic masterpieces oh yeah and oh god they're amazing if you haven't picked it up yet and you're kind of on the fence about it maybe that that 60 dollar or 70 dollar price tag has got you going eh. i'll tell you this the game is long. There's yeah. a lot. For me, it's been long. Chris gave Chris kind of gave it what? Yeah, because Chris got to a certain point and he knows where he is, and he did put some time into it. Mm. Uh, I guess if you completed it, you I, what I'm getting at is you get, you're going to get your money's worth out of it. Is where I'm oh, going to yeah, get at, right? Sure. Um, but if you're holding off for sale, man, I can't blame you. But, you know, money's tight. It'd be tight. You know, tough out in the world. Gas is high. Everything in the grocery store is high. I get it. I really, I really says the guy do. who went to Disney last week. <laughs> yeah, says the guy. But we did save. I will say that uh, another thing I've been playing and just kind of fired back up is no surprise is Mario Kart on Ooh, the Nintendo Switch. Nice. Uh, we we uh, I got Tinley kind of hooked on it, and we got the DLC pack, mm-hmm. uh, and one recently came out. And uh, if you're a fan of Mario Kart and you haven't gotten that DLC pack, I can't highly. I can't. I can't say enough why you need it you get new new tracks new characters and more mario kart fun um so it's it's top notch but i i do gotta admit and i'd like to hear that maybe this could be an email something that you guys can can write into us with if you found that your your child uh through genetics got your attitude as it relates to video games oh she get pissed going good for them or bad for them. so wait can I'm i gonna... you know what you should do <laughs> you should one night you should get me 
Tinley and you into a Mario Kart chat. And you should just go on mute. And then when she says things, I will just do what I always do to you. You would, I've laughed. And part of my laughter is I, she, I cannot believe the anger she has. The second part that adds to the laughter is knowing that anybody who's ever played a game with me. Oh God. Would hear that. It would be, I think she's got me beat. Like, Oh, I don't take it easy on her. I'm going to go ahead and say that if we're playing Mario Kart. Look, dude, we're racing. It is what it is. Sure. I try to say, I try to tell her if your ultimate goal is to beat me, that's cool. But don't get discouraged. If you finish second, you did your job. You beat everybody else. Homegirl. And she's quick to say, dad, she'll notice I got a red shell. Don't hit me with that. The minute she has a red shell and I'm in front of her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it is what it is. I enjoy it. I'd love to hear you guys' take on that. Um, All the things we just said, but yeah, those are my two main ones right now. So we're going to, I don't know uh, if I missed anything that came out. Uh, Are we going to play call of duty with her next? Cause you you do really well. Yeah. You do really well with that too. (laughs) You can, or I could play her in Madden. (laughs) What's funny is, is because, I don't know how to explain this, man. When I've now gotten to where I chill out when I mm-hmm. play with her because I see how she's acting and it's, it's leveled me way okay. out. We're going to play an online game this fall. Uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, we're going to play an online and we're going to do it on stream and I'm going to destroy <laughs> this false lie that you for now, Mr. Peaceful online gamer. Oh my God. But it's so good. Ghost hand in the chat uh, said they'll update Mario Kart eight for at least 10 more years because there's no way they'll er- ever manage to follow up on it. Chris, you actually brought up a really good point as what you thought, would be a roadmap for them. Did you want to say what your theory could be about what they need to do? Oh, I think you- they're, uh, I mean, whenever the Swest comes out, by the way, I don't know. Did you hear me what? brand? Yeah, I branded the, the. it's going to be called the Swest, the, the Super Switch. We're calling it the Swest. <laughs> the the Swest. <laughs> the Swest. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? Uh- <laughs> So uh, whenever the Swest comes out next year, I think they'll do Mario Kart 9 there, and I think they'll make that their live service game. You know, and they'll bring... If they're smart, they bring all this stuff over and all your purchases you've had and just say, hey, we're giving you better graphics and we're going to give you X number amount you know, you know uh, new courses that you can do in this game, you know, instead of trying to isolate people off. That's what I would do. Well, what's crazy is how how they managed to make this game Mm. be so good looking. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they do it because we know that the switch is limited, but man, the new tracks, it's, it's so good. I actually, I don't want to, I have a thing that I do where I try to inspire my friends to do things that we used to do to try to get them back to do it again. We all had a run at Mario Kart eight. We really did. did. It was bad. (laughs) It, but, it was fun. It's, there's so much new stuff that I'm excited to tell you. Ghost, Ghost has said shaders and lightning as far as how they make it look good. You might not be wrong, my friend. That's fair. But we'd, hey, we'd love to hear, you know, like I said a minute ago, if you've got kids that you're realizing some of your traits have rubbed off on when it comes to their gaming attitudes. Also, uh, what you guys have been playing, what you've been up to. It's a, It's been a long, hot summer already for us in Georgia. Right. In Alabama, I don't know how the rest of the world is faring, but the news says that... Uh, 
it's hot everywhere. I think Arizona's <laughs> burning to death right now. So <laughs> shout out to folks in Arizona. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, but yeah. So if you if you paid attention, you've noticed we've been going close to an hour. We did an intro. We and then we 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 did a little bit different today because that's just how this show's gonna be. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, but now I if, unless Chris has anything else to add, uh, I think it's time for news. Yeah, sure. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! Oh. We got a little diaphragm action going on, huh? Got a little carry in that voice. Yeah. I'm like, That's what it is. Yeah, I'm like yeah. the, the Stephen King book, Carrie. That's me. That man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we got news. Uh, shout out to the news team this week for stepping up. Um, that's me. One of our one of our <laughs> hosts meant to reach out to the news team to make sure we were good or what I could help, and I didn't because I was busy. That's nah, all good. And the news team rocks. Ah, uh, well, let me put your fears at ease, Sean. Nice. Following an online rumor this past weekend, which it was suggested that Ubisoft would delete inactive Ubisoft accounts, thus permanently destroying digital game libraries. Ubisoft has released a statement clarifying this only applies to inactive accounts who have no purchased PC games. Ubisoft states uh, it deletes accounts in compliance with the EU's general data protection regulation and also clarifies they have not deleted any accounts that have been inactive for less than four years. Yeah, this started... And like even a uh, Josh posted in our um, on the weekly games chat Discord. That was the first time I heard about this, and uh, it was just this thing where you know, like there were someone got an email saying, "Hey, your account's being deleted because you haven't logged in." Uh, and you know that's how they took it. They took it as, "Oh, they're going to delete my account." That means they could delete your account, and then you would lose everything that you have on it. So Ubisoft was like, "Whoa." Pump the brakes, son. Call the down, record. Son. Yeah, we don't just delete everyone because they're not logging in. Like, literally, it is a thing. Yes, like, there's a whole entire thing for general data protection, you know, because the idea, if you're not actually an active thing, but you have personal information on there, right? Like, your name, your address, uh, maybe even have a link credit card, right, or email. You know, they don't want these things sitting out there if there's no reason because it leads the, you know, the possibility if one day hackers come through and grab all of Ubisoft's information. Now you don't even know it because you haven't realized that five years ago you signed up for an Ubisoft account and you didn't think about it ever again. Right. Uh, and your information now has been, has been hacked and taken. So yep. that's why they do this now. They just clear them off. But as they said, it's not for anyone who's actually purchased anything. It's for just inactive accounts that haven't logged in for four years. Yeah, I saw it. Wait, were you supposed to ask me if I saw it? Yeah, did you see it, Sean? Sorry. <laughs> no, I, um, I I saw, I, I don't remember if it was in Discord or on, on Twitter or something, and I thought, oh, crap, have I <laughs> logged into my Ubisoft account? <laughs> Would I care? Um, so it's good that they did follow up because some of us did have questions, but it's it's also cool that they do care about things that some people may not realize exist, like 
the general data protection regulation uh, and things like that. That was from Europe, but we also have it. Um, we have those kind of things in the States as well. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we should be good. Plus we're all going to sign in in October when we play the new Assassin's Creed game. So we're going to be good. Yeah. We'll have that for a week until we go play Spider-Man. <laughs> Cause Spider-Man looks oh, really good. Chris is going to play Spider-Man. Sean will keep thinking. You are going to play. You're going to play. You're going to play Spider-Man. Spider-Man's so good. You're not wrong. <laughs> That's the art thing I've been low key doing is the Miles Morales. Um, but you know, I'm not like actively on that one. I'm not swallowing it up. You know, it's good because I would have to call you Tencent if you did. And what I mean by that is we have a new story that Tencent has now swallowed Techland. So let's get into it a bit. Dying Light developer Techland has announced that Tencent is in the process of becoming the studio's majority shareholder. CEO Powell Marchuka. Yeah, stated <laughs> that quote teaming up with Tencent will allow us to move full speed ahead with the execution of the vision of our games. We have chosen an ally who has already partnered with some of the world's finest video game companies and helped them reach new heights while re- respecting their ways of doing things. That is the end of the quote. Our friend Jonathan, who's on PTO and Disney World, is thrilled about the announcement. Chris, what are your thoughts on it? Oh. Uh... I, I'm like always the, the weird thing about Tencent is I, I agree. Like it's a concern that this Chinese company is just going around and investing in everything. But on the other hand, I always remind myself like Tencent, unless they just suddenly change one day and that could always happen, right? You know, people, businesses could take new strategy. There's their thing seems to be whenever they do this, they never want to be like pushed to the front of like promotion. They don't want like you're never going to buy a Techland game now, and there's going to be a splash that says Tencent, a Chinese company, uh, that comes on there. Like they don't want people doing this. They they strictly just go and seem to invest in these studios and you know do it. I guess because of the hopes of getting a return on future games uh, as they release, right? Um, I guess it's good for someone like Techland because it gives them financing. But I don't know. Um, I know John has his concerns, and I can't say he's wrong to to have them. But at the same time, I, I'm, I'm more so, I guess the bigger thing would be like, here's another you know, double A developer that can't make it and has to sell out to someone. That would probably be the bigger thing I'm worried about because that seems to be a a growing theme these days. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that, that's kind of where I come in. It, it part of me, I, I, I 100% agree with the way you said that the, the truth in what John says has some validity to it. Right. It just yeah. does as it pertains to Tencent. I get it. But part of me already knows that like most of, I'm going to just use air quotes here. Most of our, our fun products or our fun companies that we like, they have a big parent company that you don't even know exists. Mm-hmm. This kind of stuff already happens, right? We're okay with it because we don't think it's some nasty, you know, 10 cent and in the video game world or, or what have you, you kind of understand the worry behind it in a way. But at the same time, I'm more sad like Chris is because another developer can't 
make it and it has to sell itself or maybe maybe it's gold i think about this sometimes maybe their goal is to be able to get to a point to be sold that is a silver lining i don't think that's it at all um it's crazy listen i know you guys talked about it i think Mm -hmm. but at least 10 cents not gonna buy blizzard (laughs) speaking of blizzard though yeah uh they are in damage control this past week, Sean, it's not been a fun seven. Like literally the patch went live while we were recording last week. And I think it was Draven who was in here and he was like, Oh man, the nerfs are hard. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's probably just an overreaction. Well, no, it's, it's not. Blizzard has found itself in a hell of its own making after the initial release of the, Preseason patches last week, players found all classes receiving major nerfs to builds, reductions in experience from Helltides and Nightmare Dungeons, and making some classes, such as the Sorcerer, this is why I told you earlier, Sean, oh, almost no. unplayable over their over Tier 30 uh, Nightmare Dungeons. As a result, players began review bombing the game on Metacritic, oh, <laughs> reducing no. its user score down to 2.4. In response, Blizzard held their second campfire chat where they apologized for the patch, promising, quote, we don't plan on doing a patch like this ever again. We hear you loud and clear. Blizzard has uh, stated it will release a new patch by 728 to reverse many of the changes made and provide increased buffs to the Sorcerer and Barbarian classes. A shorter hotfix was released the same day as the campfire chat, reducing the difficulty of nightmare dungeons. Uh, Sean, how do you, uh, you know, did you even have any interest in playing the season or? Yeah, no, I did. Yeah. I, I, and I chuckled to myself because I'm nowhere near tier 30. Uh, so I should be good. Uh, at the same time, it's, it's, I, I, I why, why, like, I, I, when I perceive the folks at a place like Blizzard or mm-hmm. Square Enix or any any developer, right? I perceive those people to be smart, right? Yes. And s- smart in the way where like if they decide to make a decision on a patch, they've already analyzed the potential roadmap that this patch could could, you know, lay out as far as future patches. And they think about things, you know, uh, on like some sort of analytic level. So I don't know how they end up releasing patches like this where things like this happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, hey, I will say this. Uh, they don't want any bad PR. <laughs> no. <laughs> For many reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. So I do like that they did the campfire chat. I don't even know what that is. Uh, maybe because it was but- their second one only. That's kind of the like first their, one. that's what they call their live streams. Where they yeah, give you updates. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, but what I don't want, I, I worry that we initially, unless they have again the data because they are smart, I don't want a thing to happen and then immediately react to it and kind of almost over reverse and overcorrect what you just did. Mm. Hope that's not the case. I hope everything's not all of a sudden easier and all of a sudden sorcerer and barbarian or the or the OP classes. It is what it is, but it sucks. Uh, and you said that you. Have you continued to play the game, or did you did you need to put it down a little bit once this happened? I got up to about level eighty, and I have created a character for the season. I created a uh, rogue, um, so I'll see how that goes. 
but it was just one of those things where, it, you know, the problem was first the previous patch, they buffed everything. There were no nerfs. It was nothing but buffs and experiences, uh, increase, right? Like all of a sudden hell tides, which seemed like they could be really beneficial, but you, after a little while, you start to realize there was a cap to their importance. Like they, they changed things in that where anytime I saw hell tied up, I was dropping what I was doing and I was directly trying to do those because I knew it was an opportunity to, to get a unique, which is what I need for my build. Right. And, um, they also kind of made it where hell tied or, uh, nightmare dungeons both felt like you could go in and use them as leveling and also feel like outside of the instances where you just get really terrible mods on there, uh, that most of them were defeatable as long as you were, you know, appropriate geared. The problem with this patch, I think is they they're coming in. I think they have a hardship, which is there's a, there's some sort of thing you get. I can't remember what it's called with the season as far as the storyline, which is called the malignant. There's something that you get in those that I think provides these unique boosts to stats. So they, I think in theory of anticipation of over leveling one ahead or overpowered players, they went ahead and nerfed everything. The problem is, is that the eternal realm, which is separate from the seasonal realm, right? doesn't have those things in it. So you have a bunch of people, I think they're going to learn this. There are a bunch of people right now that are still just wanting to do the eternal realm. Like it might be a while before, it might even be season two before some players really even think about the seasonal stuff. Because, you know, if you're talking about the people who aren't um, the hardcore, just the ones who are like, for instance, like someone like you, right? Like where you can only play maybe an hour or two every other day or so, right? You're also playing our things. You're nowhere near level 100. You're just not anywhere there. So that's what you're focused on because that's the character you've put the time in. And if all of a sudden you're saying, oh, you've nerfed me where I can't survive anything. Yeah. You know, and I don't get the, I mean, like the key point of Diablo as far as the base character is always... Yes, you get to a point where you feel overpowered. Like that's the fun fantasy is to figure out builds that make you feel like, yes, I figured you out. Um, I think they would have been better off instead looking at ways to buff monsters and things like that. Uh, and then try to find a balance than, than what they ended up doing, which is that I think they just tried to, like I said, get ahead of something. And because people couldn't even play the season yet. It was just, you know, they revolted. They they hated it. I mean, like, you would just go, and I saw it right away. Like, you would go in these nightmares, and if they, especially if they had the right kind of precursors, you get hit by something with poison. And then because the dungeon is stacking poison, and now you have lower vulnerable damage protection than you had before, and you can't do crit like you used to, you get frozen, and these pools of poison are just killing your health before you have any chance to respond because you're trapped. And that's generally how most people die is, you know, those kind of status effects. It's not like some enemy just hits you once. It's like, no, you get trapped in certain types of damage. And if you're unable to get out of the loop, you know, eventually you succumb. 
Um, and Sucks. when when it's like before that that takes like fifteen to twenty seconds of that having to happen for you to go down, and now it's like five. You know that will piss a person off real fast. Like I don't know how hard anyone has the the gall right now to play uh, hardcore. Like I wouldn't touch that thing with my character at this point. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. So. But Whoa. yeah, uh, I'm glad they're at least doing what they can to fix it. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully they learn their lesson. And that's the yeah, thing in with our, these in games. Our, in our Twitch chat, speaking of learning their lesson, uh, the great cacti uh, says that the devs faces in their, in their damage control video looked or, or were so defeated. Yeah. Um, and, he, and I agree. They go on to say it's sad to see creativity destroyed by Blizzard. There is something, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a combination of things, but it feels different. I need them to tighten up and get it back. Because I do I do love classic Blizzard creativity. Exactly. Some good stuff. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, they did learn with that patch, though, that they have great power. <gasps> and when that comes great responsibility, Sean. It sure does. And also, a great limited edition console controller, Chris. <laughs> That's right. Sony has revealed a limited limited edition mm-hmm. PS5 system bundle for Spider-Man 2 that includes a themed DualSense controller along with a slick black and red PS5 console. For those who already own a PS5, have no fear. The symbiote-themed faceplates and controller will be available separately as well. Pre-orders for them both go live on July 28th. So that is just a few days away, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Be ready if that's what you want. Is this the first? Uh, I'll ask you a question that, that then you can give your thoughts on. Is this the first actual color-themed console that we've had in this generation? I think so, because I know there's been companies that have made the custom faceplates. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's been, like, even God of War or Horizon. Yeah, or, I don't think they got right. anything. I wonder cool. if they're going to do it with Final Fantasy as well, 7. Who knows? But hey, what are your thoughts on this? Are you interested in it? Or are you going to update yours or anything? If I mean, depends on how much. I don't think I'll buy the controller just because I use the pro thing, whatever you call now. Um, yeah. But I could see, yeah, I would definitely buy the faceplates if if they're not too expensive. I mean, they're like $80. No, $700. Yeah, right. But, you know, if it's like $35 for two faceplates, sure. And it's not hard to switch them out. Why not? That's not cool. Yeah. yeah. Trust me, I have uh, I have some expertise on popping the faceplates off, bro. I uh, know you do. <laughs> nice. How about you? Are you going to get them? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, as I've gotten older, older in my age, I've I've just thought about how just leaving it as it is is good enough. <laughs> I don't Did know you, why um, I used to get I used to get so excited about these consoles that would come out. I would get every one of them that I could. Hmm. Did you see the new trailer that they released too? I have not. I have been unplugged, sir. They seem to pretty much. I mean, it felt like to me they confirmed who Venom's going to be. So nice. Which I feel like if you beat the first game, you should know who Venom is going to be. But we'll see. Well, yeah. Well, I'm going to have to. I did not know it was out there. Um, I yeah. will watch that. And after the show or at some point between now and the next show, 
you will know that I've watched it because mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh, you are very excited about the Spider Man. I am. I mean, I love those games. Like, I know. In that, your mind, I know how this is going to work. Spider Man is just another check in the box until Starfield comes out. Well, Starfield, but it's a, comes it's out a healthy before. check in the box. Yeah, I mean, like that's why I'm playing Miles Morales again, just because. I think those games are always fun to play. Like they feel good action wise and they surprisingly have good story in depth, like how it delivers its narratives. So it's always fun to go back and see them again. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if oh. that was a pivot or not that you tried. I don't know if it was a pivot. Uh, cause it's very hard to bring in antitrust lawsuits. We could suspend this talk on Spider-Man. Speaking like of it. suspending. I like it. The Federal Trade Commission's case against Microsoft intended acquisition of Activision Blizzard is slowing down after it announced it would be suspending its in-house lawsuit. As reported by The Verge, the administrative challenge that was set to go before its own administrative judge in August has been suspended. Microsoft recently renegotiated its deal with Activision Blizzard to extend the deadline for purchase to October 18th, the largest remaining hurdle for Microsoft now to clear in making this deal is the block put in place by the UK CMA, which the two parties are currently negotiating. Sean, that was like the big thing you missed in your last month is that we had so much stuff on (laughs) FTC versus Microsoft, and every time we thought, it's over, right? They're going to close and everything. Uh, but it does look like we're getting there. How do you feel about it, Sean? Well, I, I actually, because of, you know, the show and mm-hmm. how we are in, we, we, we do, we're in video game stuff. It's in our minds all the time. We're, that's our websites we go to. Plus this story being what it is. I was in the shower the other day and randomly, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I can I get a lot of stuff, you know, figured out in the shower. I, I think so clear in there. I don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. But I thought, I was like, does this finally mean that I'm gonna play WoW on my Xbox? I don't think so. That's I don't I don't I don't I don't think so either. But that's where we are in this where it's like now I'm thinking about that kind of fun stuff versus like <laughs> They got to go through this thing or this thing got shot down. It's like, I'm finally able to see the, I'm, I'm excited for the deal to happen. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it's been dragged, you know, it's drug out, dragged out for so long. And, and it's, and I mentioned earlier, it's not going to be 10 cent. It doesn't look like that's going to come in and buy them. I'm just excited. I, I, I'm so, I'm so over it that I'm excited for it to be done. And uh, I'm going to hold out hope that I can play World of Warcraft when it's all done on my Xbox. Because, I mean, I can play Final Fantasy on my PlayStation. You can. Just saying. But, uh, and Diablo. I don't know. Some tells me WoW will still just be on PC and will still require a $15 subscription. Hey, Game Pass for level 20. And then subs- subscription. <laughs> I'll do it. What if they combine Elder Scrolls Online with WoW? Yo. <laughs> what? Do, uh, but back to you. What do you think about it, man? Uh, I'm just glad to see because, like, it seemed for the last couple of weeks, it felt like, yeah, it's got to be over now, right? And then the FTC would, like, appeal or something. And you're like, 
you know they're not going to win it, but you're like, oh, come on, man, can we just move on? And it feels like them doing this. Now, they're required whenever they lose and someone requests to go ahead and put the pause button on it, but the fact that now they're saying they're suspending it, it feels like they're finally going, okay, we're moving on to the next thing. So I'm just like, okay, thank you. Can we just wrap this up, please? <laughs> Never. Oh. Oh. Uh, they, they're they a complete mystery to me, Sean. <gasps> I like what you did there because I have a mystery to report, Chris, oh. on, on a company we like. And we just talked about, uh, uh, you'll see, Insomniac. Yeah. Insomniac is reportedly working on a third AAA game for PlayStation alongside soon-to-be-released Marvel Spider-Man 2 and the upcoming What Is Going On With It Wolverine title. <laughs> a newly surfaced interview with Insomniac employee Aaron Eberhardt she revealed that the third game is in production. While no further details were given, previous reports said Insomniac was hiring for a multiplayer game two years ago, hmm, which would fit Miss Eberhardt's background. Yeah, I think she's like a she's produced some worked on like some really big esport type games. So yeah, so I was, she, I was good leading. I was gonna say, what do you think? So. So her background, I knew you knew about her a little bit. I just read. I don't know why article. I knew that. Huh? I just read in the article. I think it said. Well, like, you. Well, I, I was giving you a compliment because you all you know video game people like mm. their names and who they are and what they're what they're known for. Yeah, that's what I meant by that. But so so you looked her up and she's more esport. What do you think? Do you think Insomniac would touch an esport? I don't. What do you think? What kind of multiplayer? Like I'll give you, I'll give you an option. I'll give you a choice. One we don't know about, a new IP, or if you can pull out a rabbit out the hat on something you think they'd be working on. I'd love to hear about it. If it's something multiplayer that's traditional in their wheelhouse, I would imagine maybe a new Ratchet and Clank type of game that's multiplayer. That would make a lot of sense, especially with the last one where you had the uh, the two wombats hooking up there right ratchet and i can't remember the girl's name that's in that one um but if not that maybe you take the rail system that was in both sunset overdrive and um and ratchet and clank and all that and i think they even use it for spider-man to some degree for the web swinging and maybe you make some sort of esport game out of that, like where you have all these rails across the city and you're going around shooting each other on teams or something. Like I could see them making that kind of game and it would be pretty cool as an esport game. Like I could see you've got the basic stuff in there, so then you just need to figure out how to make it work multiplayer. Well no. What do you think, Sean? I saw I kind of got a tease in the chat and hmm. it kinda went, Oh yeah. That's probably it. So I don't think even knowing that her, you know, her, her wheelhouse is, is esports. I don't see insomniac just jumping into the esports lane. Mm -hmm. I do see that there could be a correlation with a multiplayer game. Mm -hmm. Um, 
do they do they go back and pull a game like Resistance out of the hat? I don't think that's. I thought it's it was, not. But what if they yeah. say now available in multiplayer? That would definitely be interesting. Um, yeah. Well, and like, or what if she's like, I don't. What if she comes out and she's like. So yeah, dumb. you guys, if you Googled me, you know I like uh, eSports and multiplayer games. I'm out. This new game I'm working on is <laughs> it is not a multiplayer game. Oh, that was it's Spyro. Yeah, Spyro. <laughs> well, Spyro's Activision. But no, it'd just be funny yeah. if it was a... They're like, yeah, SOCOM. We're bringing back SOCOM. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'd... That would be dope. That would make me happy. But who who knows, dude? Hmm. Yeah, true. Ghost Hand said Resistance 2 had a cuss word multiplayer on it. 60 player matches on the PS3. So I did I never played uh Resistance. Did you? Uh I've played a little bit of the first one, but it wasn't did one you? of those things that I just wasn't, you know, at the time I wasn't very huge into PlayStation 3, like that early cycle of it. It it didn't grab me the way like and especially like coming from stuff like gears of war right you know gears was just so good at that point <laughs> what what was the launch the launch first person shooter game for ps4 kill zone kill zone not yeah. resistance thank you because in my mm -hmm. head i was thinking it was a kill zone i mean a resistance game good memory right there i want to say john might have played them through at one point and i believe he liked them a good bit so that'd be cool. So to John, the resistance games. Yes. Killzone is not made by insomniac, but my brain squirreled for a minute in chat. Uh, and any listener who wondered why I asked that question out loud, because I got stuck and I was like, Killzone is not, it is absolutely not insomniac. Why am I thinking of that? Uh, but what I was getting to, if John played those resistance games and he likes them, that means they were successful in his brain. True. Oh, my bad. According to Activision <laughs> Blizzard, in its second quarter of 2023 financial results, Diablo 4 has sold through more units than any other Blizzard game at the, quote, equivalent stage of release. And player retention was particularly strong, with over 10 million people playing the game. In June alone, over 700 million hours of activity have been logged last wow. month. The game is now the second fastest selling game of the year so far, only being beaten by Hogwarts Legacy. People love Diablo, man. They really do. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think uh I looked, it was the most it's the most downloaded digital game for PlayStation last month was Diablo. So people <laughs> people love Diablo. <laughs> And uh yeah. Yeah. For a dumb reason, Sean didn't download it on PS5. It's fine. Told you to get on PC. I think like 60% of people that said that bought it got it on PC. And 35% got it on Xbox, right? Right. <laughs> no, probably like 10%. <laughs> <laughs> They're That's like, it's dope, fine. Though. We're about to own that. It's fine. <laughs> well, I was as I was as you were reading that, and I know we just talked about the patch. Mm -hmm. Uh you wonder if that is going to hurt the sales when the word of the word of the the patch goes out and people are unhappy with it. 
you know, if, if word, word of mouth can either can really make a game sell or it can make a game not sell. True. Very, very true. What are we having? Oh, big CD. Oh, I didn't, I thought I was muted. Sorry, but uh, that was Tinley guys. She came in and, uh, she is so, I, I told you guys in the intro, she has braces. It's so, it's so new though. That just acts like, Whoa, you have braces. We're having baked ZD, so I'm excited. I should be happy with that. True. Uh, Sean. Yeah. The matter. You, you, you probably seem confused because I, I let in with happy. Right. Well, but I know. can't talk any further. Yeah, but I read the last one. Yeah, I know. I'm going to read this one, so I stop because this is oh. the last one. Oh, dang. This is the last one? <laughs> oh, my bad. I'm it's terrible. So, it's, so, listeners, you know what's going on. We can't read the last news article <clears throat> until something <clears throat> happens. goodness finally <laughs> finally this week ladies and gentlemen square promises you it's happy with final fantasy 16 sales let me tell you about it responding to reports that final fantasy 16 sales had begun to lag uh with a reported dramatic drop in sales in japan during the game's second week of release square enix says that the sales for its flagship title are quote extremely strong and have sold relatively well on playstation 5 Speaking to IGN in a response to Bloomberg's article on Final Fantasy 16 sales, here's a quote: uh, "Grappling, I'm sorry, sales with grappling week with Mo." Let's start over. Speaking to IGN in a response to Bloomberg's article on Final Fantasy 16 sales, quote: "Grappling with weak momentum." Square Enix po- pointed, at, I can't talk, pointed out the differences between the new game sales when compared to Final Fantasy VII remake and Final Fantasy 15. Here's the actual long quote, okay? Okay. With 38 million PS5 consoles shipped globally as of March 31st, 2023, sales of Final Fantasy 16 surpassed 3 million units worldwide worldwide several days after its release on June 22nd, 2023. Square Enix said, taking into consideration the sales figures of the acclaimed Final Fantasy 7 remake, and the difference in the size of the install base of the PS4 at the time of this title's release, we can see the attach rate of Final Fantasy 16 is considerably high given the PS5 install base. Square Enix considers the initial sales results of Final Fantasy 16 to be extremely strong, and we will continue to carry out a wide range of initiatives to encourage even more people to play the game. Mm-hmm. That was a lot. Yeah, that was a lot. Do you think, uh, I'm going to ask you directly, mm-hmm. do you think the sales are going to drop off? That's part one. And second, do you think this was mostly PR speak or were they trying to just actually be truthful? I think they are. I mean, they are being truthful. Like, look, you can't, there's a reason why God of War and Horizon released on PS4 and PS5. And it's that when you're talking about exclusives and you say you've got 40 million, that's now. So you had even less with those games, right? Um, it's a limit, you know, the more you have out there, when you have a hundred million, the potential for higher sales is there because, you know, just getting 
you know, if you just get 10% of a hundred million, you're talking 10 million sales, right? Of owners. That's, that's what that would equate to. Well, 10% here is like 3.8 million, right? So that, I think that's solid for, for what this needs to be. And honestly, I don't know if you've thought this, but while I was playing the game, you know, there's a lot of parts when you're going through where there are doors, right? That you then hold down like R2 to push open and all that. That to me, I feel like Final Fantasy 16 started development with the goal of making a version that could run on PS4. And that's why that kind of stuff is in there, the way that works, I think. You don't think it was meant just for the haptic feedback? No. No, I mean, it's that is a good way for a person to, you know, to load levels, right? Because you push the door open, you go, and then mm -hmm. the door closes behind you. And, you you know. It's the same thing we talked about that John had a problem with yeah, on God of War. Exactly. When we were going between the realms. Exactly. There's a reason why you do this kind of stuff. Um, and my guess is, is that probably in the larger areas especially, I imagine that they could not make a version that could handle it and work that well. So they made the decision to pivot to just making this a PS5 game, right? Um, and that's the trade-off is like, you know, and it's probably why even though there's an exclusivity deal on consoles, you know, that they're going to put it out on PC next year. The reason they're going to put it on PC is, you know, they could probably sell 5 million more copies of it to people on there. Um, so, you know, I think they're going to be happy with it for the most part. Uh, I do agree with that for something this early. Uh, you know, it, but at the same time, I think like with these, you know, I, I think you have to be just be realistic. Like they're for a certain type of people. Not everyone is going to go out there. You know, Final Fantasy at this point is not what Zelda is right now. Right. Or yeah. Yeah. That you're right. Yeah. Or call of duty or, you know, a rock star game. It's not that the problem with square has been like when it expects guardians of the galaxy to sell 10 million units and you're like who the hell are you talking about or like back in the day when tomb raider i think like sold five million they're like oh it didn't meet expectations you're like it's what? like wait what <laughs> what do you want right you know right. like that's where they've been unrealistic but yeah i would imagine if you're looking at how seven did and how 15 did which were you know seven again on a console with 100 million and 15 which launched on everything outside of the switch it, you can't compare the numbers directly like they would be yeah. foolish to expect that they were going to get 10 million in sales in like a week from this game where you're going like yeah you know one fourth of the playstation population is going to buy a jrpg or something that's considered traditionally a jrpg right right that's yeah, not realistic yeah it's I, 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 but again, remember I said earlier, I think the folks at places like Square, they're smart. Mm -hmm. They're able to break down and see the attach rate based on available consoles. Mm -hmm. And they're happy. Th that kind of stuff is th the stuff I'm talking about. Uh, and you're right in the sense that, like, they need to understand that just because I'm going to use a number, there's 20 million PS5s out there. And there's way more than that. Yeah. Um, if you get five, three to five million people buy yeah. your game just for that console. Ooh. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, 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 you think about it oh. like what? In, in <laughs> oh theory, Siri's listening to me. Okay. 
the was it the second Final Fantasy seven should be out, I think, in January. Yeah. Next fall. Like, you know, so if they're at thirty eight million now, by next fall they could easily be wouldn't shock me at sixty million the way they're going. Yeah. You know, imagine them coming back and doing a a sale where you can get a bundle with both Final Fantasy Seven Part Two and and also Final Fantasy Sixteen, right? Which Final Fantasy Sixteen at that point will be over a year old. And, you know, Final Fantasy Seven would uh would be about eight months old, eight or nine months. So there are ways where they can extend this to get more people to buy in as they buy their PS5. If I mean, and it might also be that thing kind of like a Zelda where, you know, if you are a Final Fantasy fan, you just haven't been able to get a PS5 yet, afford it, that might be what you do. You buy the console and you buy Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 16 and you're good. So they'll be fine. Nice. Yeah, I think they are going to be fine, just like uh, us leaving the news right there. Uh, that's the wrong Ooh. song. Ooh. I was like, have we, what have we done? I don't am know. I, I'm am just, I still, what? I'm really trying to wrap this up, Sean. <laughs> Never. It's to be careful because on this microphone i can't do the thing like i normally do mm-hmm. electronic mail from the future for the record it was really weird having to do both of these things for the last couple of weeks <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice oh my goodness if you want to be cool, uh, you know the the email. We say it every week, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Uh, in a minute, I'm going to tell Chris to read, you know, like he does, just like such and such. But first off, I do want to give a shout out. I went back and saw, like, we had a new listener, uh, Marcin, Marcin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt wrote in, I know Alejandro's on vacation. Uh, so I just wanted to say, I, I'm sorry I missed your emails and stuff, and I didn't get to comment on them, but I see them, and thank you for writing in. Chris, just like Ben did. Nice. Uh, Mr. Gamer. Uh, he says, greetings from the Phoenix on the way back from Japan. Japan. Nice. Japan. I first must thank you for proving my family wrong when I told them I had sent my favorite podcast an email and you would read it on air. They said, no way. And to be honest, I was surprised that you actually did, but I was equally excited and thrilled. Just nice. another reason to love this podcast. Moving forward, I did some research on the Asus ROG Ally uh, versus Steam Deck. Asus blows the Steam Deck out of the water on hardware, but Steam Deck price point and overall friendliness to new users seems to be their rebuttal. If I end up getting a Steam Deck, I may look into modding it and getting better hardware for it if possible. Thanks for your feedback. I started logging 
or looking for a Steam or into Steam Deck because I wanted to play Xbox games with my Xbox friends and PC games with my PC friends. But I hate playing video games on TV. Uh, it's pretty much impossible in my house because it's too small and my parents and siblings don't like watching me play. I wanted the final uh, opinion on the Steam Deck that wasn't some blogger or my biased friends. If you were to choose a trilogy to play through for the first time on console PC, would you do? Uh, Spider-Man, it's not completed, just pretend. Jedi or Batman Arkham Trilogy. Ooh. Uh, eat chicken and game on... Uh, Mr. Gamer, yes, I pronounced it right, and we'll just go lead right into his other one, uh, where he says he did have a couple of corrections and additions to his last email. He said, first off, I don't hate playing on TV. It's just that I'm so used to handheld. I'm really bad at most games on TV. I feel you. Uh, secondly, a fourth trilogy is Middle Earth Shadow Games. Ooh, another trilogy yet oh. to be completed, so just pretend. Thirdly, uh, PlayStation feels kind of screwed with Xbox launching Starfield, a highly anticipated game, and cutting PlayStation off as well uh, as it buys Bethesda and Blizzard Activision. It pretty much guarantees Xbox to be well off on exclusives. You're not too wrong on that. How is PlayStation going to survive despite being in the lead in console sales? The situation looks pretty bleak. Ooh, okay, so let's see. What... What, which one of those trilogies? Well, I guess he thinks eventually. I, I would say this, uh, Mr. Gamer, uh, you're dreaming right now, I think, if you think there's going to be another Middle Earth game. Because Shadow, <laughs> Shadow of War, while it did well as far as appraised, right, uh, it did not sell as well as the first one. And I think WB kind of put a pause on that, you know, series. Um I can't remember even what that team's working on now, but I think it's it's something else. I don't think they're making a new Middle Earth game from what I last heard. <coughs> but, Sean, the other ones. Um, yeah. Would you do Spider-Man? Would you do the, the the Jedi games? Or would you do the uh, the Batman trilogy? Which one do you think you would play first? Those are... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jedi because I mm. do I do think that it will be they'll find a way to get a third game out of that. Hmm. Uh, they're gonna keep making that game till they don't make money on it. Plus, it's a really good game. I so would I would say Jedi: The Fallen Order, of course, into Survivor. I'd also pick up the book mm. that is in between Fallen Order and Survivor, read it, and then get ready for the third game. Sure. Um, I would tell you if you're getting a Steam Deck that of those Batman will probably run the best, uh, and that Jedi would probably have the, especially the sequel will probably have the hardest time running. Um, so do keep that in mind as far as if you're looking for great performance, um, you know, it's a handheld, right? And as you said, it's just not as powerful as the Asus. Rog Ally, and I imagine even my, the Rog Ally would have problems with Survivor too. Um, I would, though, I would definitely suggest the Spider Man ones. I'm not sure how well they would run on there, but if they are Steam Deck verified, then uh, yeah, I will always endorse those games. I love them because with great power comes great responsibility. As far as this last part, Sean, 
Yeah, I disagree with that part. Yeah, I have to say, I think PlayStation is going to be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> you may know the the big names like you mentioned, the Bethesdas and Blizzard. Mm. PlayStation would say, well, we've got Insomniac and uh, Naughty Dog, and then Chris can name even more. That house, house, house. Uh, they may not be the big hitters, but the games they bring out are quality. They're going to have do developer. No, uh, I mean they're going to have. Uh, I'm sure they're working on Ghost of Tsushima too, and that thing will yeah. sell a ton because the first another one sold God a ton. of War will come out. Exactly, they will have you know another Horizon game, and it will probably come out just as the game of the year also releases seven days later. But that's what it does. Um, I think that, and there's just a bunch of people that play things like Call of Duty, Fortnite, uh, all those kinds of games. They play them on their PlayStation. Yeah. Destiny. We, we, we can't explain it. Can we, Chris, why a PlayStation fan is a PlayStation fan. Yeah. They're even though they could, they could play the same game on an Xbox. They just, they don't. Yeah. Or vice versa. It just is what it is. But speaking specifically to developers that Mm -hmm. Xbox has picked up versus what Sony has, I think both companies realized that that was the direction that the other was taking. So they're preparing themselves to have their, their, you know, their group of studios that they can rely on under the Xbox studios or PlayStation studios moniker, if that makes sense. It's like, the only time I could see there even be a significant problem for PlayStation with all this stuff is whenever PS6 comes out and Xbox whatever comes out. Because if PlayStation won't give them a development kit for the PlayStation 6, that means it will take an additional year before Call of Duty Next Gen comes to PlayStation, right? And that could be the kind of thing that might get a couple of million people to run out and buy Xboxes right away. But even then, it's not going to be so significant that it, it just kills everything, you know? It, at least in my opinion, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but hey, great email. Uh, yeah, for sure. Lots of thoughts there. I, I think the I did want to add this. The more that I learn about the Asus versus the Steam Deck. I think I'm Team Asus. Oh, uh, so there's that. <laughs> what well, just vibrated on my wrist? That would be a watch, Sean. Why did it do that? Are you dying? <laughs> nice. Um, our friend uh, SoFly in chat just got the Plus expansion and is downloading the new stuff for Cart. Nice. I will say that I hope N- Nintendo is so smart. If you go look at the different ways you can a la carte pick what you a la carte see what i did there pick what you want to download and play or subscribe to it's a little different it's kind of like playstation but different you know uh, how hard yeah. it was to not just mute you and boo yeah i know that i know boo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boo uh we uh we're not done with emails i, I don't did you guys read any from discord yeah Okay. So the last you told me that I did before the show. And thanks for (laughs) yeah, you did. Um, I was nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, I could tell you what I okay. The last one I read was um the last thing I read was the Forley one that 
That was a good one. Yeah. All right. So. All right. So Huck actually replied a while back. Huck had uh, written in on Discord where um, she said, what is your favorite games to play while listening to music or podcast, a.k.a. podcast games? Uh, and that email said that as a kid, she played a cuss word tone of the Super Mario Kart on mute while listening uh, to music. No, there was no podcast back in the day. Now she plays Fortnite and Vampire Survivors in that same headspace. So she ended up following up to that list and said, add Arcade Paradise to that list as well. Loving it. And Punkhead replied, as they do, or as Punkhead does, and it says, Toilet Defeated. I don't know that reference, but I think it's funny because Punkhead is funny. I'll just mm-hmm. leave it there. Uh, and we'll we'll do a pivot now as we we're like going to over do. to X. We're going over to X. Uh, it's still at Twitter.com, but uh, the big thing here, and we were going to bring this up in the news. If you haven't noticed, Chris may have a little bit better knowledge, but apparently Elon Musk decided that the Twitter bird is gone and we're going to make it an X now. He loves Did X. I hear right that the Twitter, the, the blue bird, was potentially offensive to indigenous. I have no idea. People or that, that was something else I listened to. I, I, I know that I was going to look into it. That's why I didn't know if you knew it. I know not. this, the logo that he selected, uh, I think it was Tom Warren at verge figured out that it's just the X from like some special type of font thing. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, so when I logged in to get ready for the show, the bird was there. It refreshed quickly and it's now the X it's there. Uh, We did have one mention that, that I would like to, you know, just say for, because of what it says, to be honest at weekly games, chat thoughts and prayers, Sean miss you on the show. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that very much. And that was done by eighties montage. Um, Twitter handle is uh, at sponge dad. So thank you so much for that. I did miss I did I didn't miss him. I did miss being here, but you miss the show him. was in great hands. <laughs> uh, and we have great fans. So uh we got a couple we're gonna follow back. We always say that we try to do that. Uh <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Um speaking of, I'm uh, just browsing Twitter real quick. Yeah. Apparently Microsoft owns the trademark for X. <laughs> oh no. Uh. Please tell me they're gonna make a big deal about it. I'm going to laugh if he gets sued from this. Or if they got to go to court and there's antitrust laws and they got to go. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to read. Can I read this? I don't know what to do. I'm nervous. We're going to just read it. Mm -hmm. At Paul underscore. Chris, if I be ready to mute if I need to. I don't know. Just make a note that you may have to mute here. At. At Paul underscore. Oh, my God. Yeah, I said it as fast, uh, fast as possible. You guys can figure out what it is. Thank you so much for the follow, following <laughs> you back. I feel that's a play on words. Mm. And I feel like if I would have said it, it would have been a thing. Uh, thank you for the follow at Koshal underscore Noah. one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are um, wanting some art, Koshal is an artist and there are some open um, commissions that they are willing to do. Just DM them. Uh, at LSG Dean, you are also a podcast host. What's up? You know how it is. Thank you for the follow, following you back. And at NPeach27, that would be the Forley name that Chris mentioned earlier. 
that he had read an email on on Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a gamer dad playing while I can, father and a husband first. I feel that. Thank you so much for the follow. And that would be what they call a follow back. So look at that, Chris. Damn. We did. Hold hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We did an intro. We talked about what we were playing. We did some news. We read some emails. And we read some X. <laughs> Please don't do X. that. Yeah, John, I hope you're having fun if you listen. But otherwise, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 411 of Weekly Games Chat. Thank you so much to wherever you download the show. Make sure you give us a uh, a rating uh, so someone like yourself can also find us, hopefully, and, and join the community. Uh, if you want to watch us, you can do that on twitch.tv. All you got to do is search for Weekly Games Chat. Once again, our email is very simple as well. WeeklyGamesChat at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email, you can. And we're on X. What? At Weekly Games Chat. Uh, normally, I'd look to the side. It feels weird, Chris. I'd say um, game on to Chris and John. John's not here, but game on anyway. And game on to you, Chris. Game on, Sean. And game on to John, wherever he is right now. Hopefully watching Barbie. True. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. And if John was here, he'd probably say thug life. I think. I don't know. Yes. Peace out.